Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV, and you can watch our guest today. She's Mississippi native Kristen Washington. She's on the most recent season of the Great Chocolate Showdown on the CW, and she's here to tell us more. Hey, Kristen. Hey, how's everybody doing? Doing well, and congratulations, girl. Thank you so much. So I saw on your Facebook where you had to hold this secret in for a whole year. So what's it like? A whole entire year. (laughs) To finally be able to shout from the rooftops that you're on the CW. Yes. Well, that's ex- I'm so excited for y'all to see me. So let's talk about, it's not the Great Chocolate Showdown. I think it's just called Great Chocolate Showdown on the CW. But give us yes. a little background. If we've never seen this show, how does it work? Okay, so it's um, 10 home bakers from all around, from the um, North America and Canada. And so you're selected. And it's just so crazy. Like, you can just get a random message, you know, to be on the show. Well, that's what happened for me. But you can actually apply to the show as well. And it's 10 um, bakers, and we just compete for that $50,000. $50,000. Okay, so that would be one of those things, Kristen, where I would swear it was a scam, right? It's not every no. day someone slides in your DMs and actually wants you to be on a show or do something like that. So how did you verify or had you heard of the show whenever you got the message that maybe you could be a contestant? I've never heard of the show at all until I have um, got the, the direct message on my Instagram. And I only had every bit of 300 followers on my account, so I definitely thought it was a scam when they <laughs> messaged me. I was like, okay, so they don't want any money. I don't have to send money to them. <laughs> So but it wouldn't hurt for me to just, just do the application and see where it goes. And it got me very far. <laughs> it got you very far. And we'll have to see how far you go by tuning in and watching. Is the season going on now or is it like a one-time oh, show? Yes. yes, the season is going on now. Um, we're The second episode will premiere this Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Time on the CW Network. So is there anywhere to go back and maybe catch up, Kristen, if we want to see the first episode? Yes. Yes, if you don't catch it live, you can always download the CW app 
and just search Great Chocolate Showdown and all the the episodes that are occurring will be there. So obviously it's in the name. You're going to have to make something with chocolate, which is delicious. But this is a little different than, say, like cake making or food oh, yeah. preparing. Like chocolate's a different medium. How long have you been working with chocolate? Yes. Um, so me starting off since we filmed last year, I wasn't that experienced at all. I was only baking for about, i say about 10 months on my own, and that was just cakes. I knew nothing about tempering chocolate and making all these other different things, so it was pretty challenging for me. So what, um, how did you prepare? I mean, in your application, did you tell them I'm mediocre at chocolate, or did you kind of, like, fib, Kristen, and say, oh, I'm fabulous, I'll figure it out? Oh, no. (laughs) Well, that was me (laughs) trying to figure everything out, but they, um, they were really good people to work with because they know we're amateurs. You know, some people had more skills than others, but you just had to work with what you had, you know. But, um, I yes, know you was, can't was, give away a lot work. in terms of the show because we want to tune in and see. But give us an idea of what some of the showdowns are is like, or things you'd have to make from chocolate. Or is it kind of give us an idea of maybe what one of them or the one that's passed with the. Okay, yes. I yeah. can tell you about the past episodes. I can't say too much, you know. But um, episode one, <laughs> which I struggled <laughs> on, um, we have to make a chocolate tic-tac-toe board. The board was made out of complete chocolate, the lines, the squares, everything. And then we had to incorporate, and the etsies were made out of chocolate. And then we had to make a dessert to represent the O. What did you make? So, I made um, chocolate book cakes. Oh. As my old, yep. And my thing was a Sunday, you know, ice cream parlor type of thing, but it was very crazy. My board was crazy and all over the place. You definitely have to tune in and watch that. <laughs> well, you're laughing and you're still smiling, so that means at least it was a good experience or you're still in the game, but that's for us to tune in and sort of uh, figure oh, yeah. out and watch. And you obviously learned a lot, I'm sure, along the way. Weird, but you had to have a little bit of skills. I mean, there's difference in zero skills, which would be me, and they're just not comfortable with chocolate, which sounds like that was you, Kristen. So where did you get your baking skills from? Who, who When did you sort of get inspired uh, for desserts and such oh yes my grandmother she's a great cook and baker been doing it many years so she raised me so just watching her in the kitchen and things I kind of pick up on you know little small things and when I got on my own as a duh, I never thought that I would take baking seriously but that watching her just all came back to me and it makes me want to do it more I grow you know a passion for it would you have your own business uh, that where you're making cakes? Tell us about that. Oh, yes. My business name is Fat Cakes, P-H-A-T-K-A-K-E-S. But a funny thing is my childhood nickname is actually Fat Cake. So I was given that name as a baby. So well, it's a perfect bakery <laughs> name. I think I love it. I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun. What is sort of your, um, I guess, your your niche? Where would you say, Kristen, really, um, you know, that that's your special, what is your specialty? My specialty is really my cakes. They're fun, loud. Um, I just love creative freedom when a customer orders. Uh, most of my cakes are freestyle. 
So that most definitely. I like to have, you know, just fun doing it. We need to connect you, Kristen, with the cake goat. He is in North or he's in the Delta. He was just okay. recently on Netflix's. I, I follow him on Instagram. I see him. Congratulations. He's on um the Netflix show. Yes, is it Kate, is it Kate yeah. too? And so I just feel like, well, you know, I just need to play mother hen here and just connect all of you wonderful artists and bakers who are doing some great things um, out there. What did you learn, though, about chocolate? Now, I don't do chocolate. I mean, I eat chocolate, but I don't make, build with chocolate. But somebody listening may think, oh, it really is hard to create things out oh. of chocolate. What's a trick that you learned you can share? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, what's a trick you uh, could share that you learned with working with chocolate? Oh, with tempering chocolate, that is a very, I'm not going to say a long process, but kind of sort of when you get the hang of it, you know, you're like, oh, okay, this is fairly easy, you know, easy, but it's really not going in because the chocolate has to be tempered or it's going to melt, like as soon as you try to form it in something, it's just not going to go right. No, I totally agree with that. It sounds like it sounds easy, like you just melt it and make something, but it's much harder. But no, it's not. You have to have temperatures right and make sure no water gets in the way. It's the whole it's a whole different field, especially. Did you get tired of looking at chocolate, smelling chocolate, tasting chocolate? Oh, of course not. <laughs> Look, I I'm a chocolate lover. So, no. <laughs> did you get to experiment on the show, the great chocolate show off, Did you or showdown? Did you get to experiment with, with different types of chocolate, or is it just kind I of? Did cho- yes, chocolate that I never even knew about. Um, gold, it, we, it's like gold chocolate, ruby chocolate. Those two I never really knew about. And, of course, the basis, milk chocolate and dark chocolate. So we have like four different kinds to work with. And we'll have to tune in to watch and see what you create out of that, Kristen. I know you yes. mentioned the next episode comes on Saturday on the CW. What uh, what time is that? It's 7 p.m. Central Time. And if you missed that, you can download the CW app for free and watch it next day. Is it streaming anywhere else? I was kind of doing a little homework, maybe there on Hulu or any yes. other platform. Um, If I'm not mistaken, it's Prime TV Live and then YouTube Live. Gotcha. So there's plenty of options. Well, mm-hmm. we are wishing you the best of luck, uh, Kristen. It was Thank a pleasure so meeting much. you. I think it's super cool. You keep doing what you got to do. And we're we going to somehow connect all of you wonderful bakers and food artists that we've got going on here on Good Things. And y'all can create oh. really delicious things together. Yes. And this there's just one, another thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, participating on the show, it really... I took a lot from it because I had self-doubt a lot, and I was like, okay, maybe I can't do this. So other people out there, especially Jackson and surrounding areas, we have so much talent, but we don't get to perform on major platforms, you know? So I took a lot from that. I love that. Take a risk. Have a little faith in yourself. You never yeah. know. As long as they're not asking for money, it's, apply. It's not a scam. <laughs> Just do it. It's not a scam. It's not a scam at all. Well, we're wishing you again the best of luck. Great Chocolate Showdown, CW, 7 p.m., or you can catch it um, on the CW app and other ways. But thanks so much, Kristen. Thank you so much. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. on computer, your mobile device. You can watch us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. If you've got C Spire TV, we are on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel. You can also catch good things in podcast form, wherever you listen to podcasts. An MS-811 blood drive day. It's all about damage prevention and saving lives. Be sure to dig safely by calling 811 at least three days before you dig. Mississippi 811 has partnered with Mississippi Blood Services to promote safety safe digging, and saving lives. That's a good thing. Join them at their offices at 200 Country Place Parkway in Pearl coming up on Friday. That's tomorrow. When you donate blood, they'll get a free lunch. You'll get a $20 gift card and a T-shirt along with some other giveaways. If you want to make an appointment, call Mississippi Blood Services at 601-368-2673. But speaking of tomorrow, the entire Super Talk team is going to be at the Lloyd Rick's building on the MSU campus, and we are bringing awareness to CAST. That is Child Advocacy Studies Training. This is a nonprofit membership organization. It supports and advocates on behalf of children's advocacy centers and multidisciplinary teams statewide. So you'll get to learn all about that coming up tomorrow. And in the vein of MSU, because when you think of MSU, you may think of baseball. You may think of football. But the rest of us thinks of cheese. Really? Can't we all just agree? Didn't we say the other day happiness is cheese? cheese. So, yes, you have to stop by and get a little Edam cheese anytime you're on the uh, campus there at Mississippi State, particularly if you're not there often, which is like myself. So I take advantage of that. So when I saw this headline, I thought this is a very Mississippi State thing to do, except instead of butter, it should be cheese. But hear this. 800-pound butter cow sculpture returns to the Illinois State Fair. 800-pound. So the Illinois State Fair unveiled one of the annual event's most beloved and unusual attractions. Yes, that's 800 pounds of butter is sculpted to look like a good old cow. Not only this year, but this is the 100 and second, I think I'm saying that right, 102nd, Butter Cow. It was officially unveiled here recently at the Illinois State Fairgrounds. And so the current iteration of the Butter Cow depicts the bovine making milk, bovine being milked by Illinois dairy farmer, a Illinois dairy farmer. I'm going to get it right. Um, You can can go online and look at it. I'll post it in the Good Things Facebook group if you want to see it. But how cool. Is that so? For 102 years, they have taken a big block of butter, like a big block of butter, and just chiseled away at it to create sculptures. And so this year, it's a it's a dairy cow, huh? Things you never knew you wanted to see in your life. Until- I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I don't know if you could really sculpt with butter. In the it had to be the cold. Heat of the magnolia. Okay, now that you say that, yes. 
So you bring that. You'd have 800 pounds pound puddle of, of butter. And then you would have. It'd be nice and soft. It would be nice and soft. It would be like Olaf, you know, in the movie where it starts, oh, this is summer and slowly starts to melt away. Yeah, he, the, the, well, I guess it's not a he, it's a she if it's dairy cow. She would not last very long in our heat. And she probably doesn't last very long there, or it's extremely tempered wherever they have the sculpture. Yeah, climate control for the cow. If not, everybody bring their not butter knives and some toast. And then we get some cheese and grilled cheeses for the fair. Oh, that would be cool if they had her like, or morbid. They had her like, <laughs> like we have the biscuits. So they unveil the 800 pound cow. And then it's like you do, you go and you get like buttered toast or a grilled cheese or something until they whittle her own, whittle her own down. I mean, you need to use it. What are you, right. what are you going to do with 800 pounds of butter? Or do you have a special butter butcher? That's like then. That knows how to take apart a cow, just takes <gasps> apart the butter cow. Duh. So what you, you did get there. the butter cow lowing. It'd be weird to take on the butter head. Like you just throw her off into the refrigerator. She's not going to fit in the little butter window that they have there <laughs> at all. There's no telling how much. Have y'all seen the price of butter? There's probably no telling how much 800 pounds <laughs> of butter would cost you right now. But I know one person who could probably pay for it. But that's not how they're going to want to spend their $400,000 <laughs> is on 800 pounds of butter. But a Mississippi man did win $400,000 from a lottery scratch-off game. So see, folks, somebody got in it and somebody won it, even though the winner of the largest ever Mega Millions jackpot wasn't from Mississippi. Someone did have a pretty darn good day. It's a great article over at supertalk.fm. And according to the officials with the Mississippi Lottery Corporation, a player from Bay Springs went to Key Superstore on Highway 15 and purchased scratch-offs for his neighbor. And his neighbor won a 1000 Oh, that's good. At least the neighbor won something. That's terrible. That would end up me. I would send my neighbor... That'd be the one time, like, hey, you're going to the tote some store. Here's a 20. Get some scratch-offs. You bring it back. And then they go and go, you know what? Well, I'm grabbing them for Rebecca. Let me let me get one. And then you're sitting there and you're looking at them. And it's like, how do you decide? You don't. You just do it naturally. You just hand off the 20 bucks back and then you take one. And then, um, lo and behold, the player won his $20 ticket being worth 400000 Dollars, I would put that in life-changing money, Rhino. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is, you can pay off some debt and or just put back for a good rainy day. If you've got $400,000 in debt, you probably don't need to be spending 20 bucks on a scratch-off. So, yeah, that well, can definitely pay off what you got. You would be surprised. You'd be <laughs> surprised what folks got lounging around uh, in their in their debt um, pockets, I guess you could call them uh, that way. Anyway, if you won $400,000 and you didn't have any debt, then you could completely and totally make today's national day and every day. And that's a lazy day. I can get behind that now. National lazy day as if it needed one, but it's a day to per- give you permission to relax and kick back because some of those like us, like me, not us. You have no problem relaxing. Me, I took, I think we unequally distributed that. But, um, yeah, sometimes for some of us, relaxation's harder than others. 
And then all I got to do is kick the shoes off, put the feet up, and I'm already well on my way to relaxing. Which makes you a lot less stressed person than me, who's wound up like an eight-day clock because she needs a rest. But today is National Lazy Day. When you do get to be just full-on lazy, what does that perfect lazy afternoon for you look like? Uh, it depends on the weather. When it's hot like this, it's usually a lazy day indoors with something on a screen, maybe music going, a book, something tasty to nibble on. If it's a nice day outside, mm-hmm. I like being lazy on the porch. Absolutely. Just soaking it in. One said um, hammocks with a couple good books, glasses of lemonade. I'd spike it. Um <laughs> But a na- na- well, chemical I- relaxation. <laughs> well, we're going to take this lazy all the way to the next level. Let's just go on and make it a nap. <laughs> oh, we missed it. Dan in Hattiesburg had a great pun for us. What was that? I think I'd be utterly disappointed <laughs> if I saw 800 pounds of melted cow. You and the person who had to clean it up. <laughs> How would you clean that up, though? Like, you're not mopping butter up like that. Have you ever really... You'd have to have a squeegee or something. Have you? I mean, because you can get some of the butter up. But it leaves that, like, you know, greasy kind of film that's just kind of there until you really, like, work it out. You know how mad I'd be if I walked in and I had 800 pounds of butter? I think I quit. I don't know what. I I just quit. I'm sorry. I'm not your girl. You can cut out this area in which said cow melted and just pick it up and we can refloor it. That is where I would go with that. Or you could just turn down the AC, depending on whether it's inside or out, and refirm it. And that might be an easier way to chisel chisel it up. You know, they should Get have... the plaster scraper out. They should have a great butter showdown. But not so much sculpting, more or less like, what can you just make that has like <laughs> enormous amounts of butter Isn't in it? Isn't that the Paula Dean show? Pretty sure. And that didn't end up well for her health. But pound cake... What is the what is shrimp scampi? It's basically just swimming in butter. I mean, butter is the key ingredient. Well, one of the key ingredients to buffalo wing sauce. Yes, and then for a hot second on Pinterest, butter boards were having a moment until cardiologists were like, "You really shouldn't use that as a dip, as much as like a just a spread." Then you got the good old bulletproof coffee. That is coffee. I mean, that is breakfast people. I don't eat breakfast. I just drink bulletproof coffee. I'm like, you have 200 calories worth of butter in your coffee. It's worse than I thought. There's no butter in this coffee. <laughs> There's no butter in our coffee. But someone who knows how to use butter well, that's Robert St. John. He's coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Baby, lay on back and relax. 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And if you're in the Pine Belt area, then you need to head on over to our guest, Robert St. John's latest opening. A lot Lolly Bakery is now open, bringing delicious handcrafted treats to Hattiesburg and beyond. And, Robert, I'm mad that you're not in the studio and you didn't bring us any any something delicious to eat. But welcome and congratulations. Thanks, Rebecca. If I were up there, I would be. Uh, I would have a huge box of pastries for you and Rhino right now. And but what would you put in that box? Together, next time we get together, I'll uh, I'll bring one up. All right. If I'm coming to get a, an assorted box to take somewhere, what are we getting now from Lob Lobby? So every morning we put out uh, regular butter croissants. You know that's a that's a fourteen hour rest. So it's really a two day process on everything we do at croissant dough. So uh, I bring you regular butter croissants. We do almond croissants, uh, chocolate croissants, ham and cheese croissants. Then we do cinnamon rolls, pecan sticky buns, uh, all sorts of bagels. Um, we do a something that's called a schnecken. Uh, that's, that's really good. Uh, the pan raisin is what the French call it, but it's, uh, it uses croissant dough and it's wrapped like a cinnamon roll in cinnamon. Uh, it has raisins and a little glaze on top. We do a really good, right now we're doing a blueberry and cream cheese strudel. Um, that's got a little orange icing on top. Uh, we do, there's several like, you know, just regular biscuit, ham biscuits, bacon, sausage Drooling. biscuits. Yeah, Drooling, uh, Robert. Yeah, and man. then just tons of different breads that uh, Donald Bender's making every day. Well, it sounds delicious. And what's interesting to me is all your restaurants and your projects that you have across the Magnolia, this is your first bakery. So why did you feel like Robert St. John needed a bakery in his repertoire of all his restaurants? Well, it's a little bit selfish, to be honest with you, because I love bakeries. I mean, you can take one look at me and go, "That man, that guy has never walked past a bakery without pulling in. But, um, yeah, I'm just, um, really, it's something that the market needed. I wanted to open a bakery here for probably 10 years, and for about six years, um, I spent uh, trying to get Martha Foose and her husband, Donald Bender, who were living in Greenwood uh, down here to open a bakery. And I kept calling and kept calling. I mean, they're friends of mine. And uh, the two best, I mean, he's certainly the best baker in the state, and she's the best pastry chef in the state. And they were in Greenwood. I'm not sure if you're familiar with their history, but, I mean, Martha was trained in France, uh, studied under, um, uh, uh, did, pastry in California with Nancy Silverton at her bakery. Nancy Silverton is probably one of the best bakers in the world. Martha, Nancy Silverton's book, actually her first cookbook, if you read the chapter on croissants, she said, well, I just turned this chapter over to Martha Foose, and she did a great job on croissants. Uh, she opened the Bottle Tree Bakery in Oxford, uh, where Donald was the baker, and they married and then moved to Greenwood and uh, opened uh, Mockingbird Bakery when Fred Carl had Viking there. And then when the new owners of Viking uh, came in, they kind of shut down the bakery, and Martha started writing cookbooks. And uh, she won a James Beard Award on the first uh, time out. And It's uh, pretty impressive. But, but neither one of them had worked at a bakery for 10 years, and it took me uh, 
six years to get them down, and when they finally did, it was like they hadn't missed a beat. I mean, the first breads that came out of Donald's, uh, out of that deck oven in there were just perfect. He makes um, all sorts of great sourdough loaves and bulls, and you know, he made a wild rice bread the other day that was excellent. Today, I th- there was a Kalamata bread, a Kalamata olive bread in there, so... You know, um, bakeries are one of those things, Robert, that people don't give enough credit for what it takes behind the scenes to get the product. I know at every restaurant there are early mornings, late nights, all the things. But when you're talking about fresh baked products and when you are using the best ingredients, they're probably there when the sun's rising long before the doors open. There's a day process sort of thinking to it. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, vested uh, sweat equity, I guess, that goes into every loaf, every croissant, all the bagels. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, they get there at midnight. The the bakers get there at midnight and uh, try to keep up with demand. Demand has been unbelievable. There's a line out the door before we open every morning, and after, you know, 30 minutes or whatever, there's a line out the back door <laughs> with people. So it's uh, we've done our best to try to keep up with the demand. And, and like in all bakeries, you don't want everything to sell out because, uh, you know, it's it's going to be made fresh the next day. So you want things to sell out. They were, first few days we were open, they were selling out a little quicker than we thought. We're in the honeymoon period, and, you know, everybody's getting two dozen of this and two dozen of that, and <clears throat> eventually that'll slow down. You say that, though, Robert, down. but when you get, when you have you, people's love affair with carbs, I mean, you know, they'll keep, they'll keep coming back, and also knowing that it pours into the local economy in different ways. Um, I read where you guys work hard to, to connect with local farmers to help source your ingredients. Who are, who yeah. are you working with? Uh, Tim Goggins, uh, namely right now, he's got Sandy Run Farms here. He's a good friend. Blueberries and blackberries, but, you know, it's almost like the peach crop this year. The blueberry, he lost 80% of his blueberries and blackberries uh, in that that late freeze we had. You know, everything had already bloomed and, and was rolling along, and uh, he lost about 80% of his crop, but he, he kept some. Us, uh, back and and we we got a lot of blueberries from him and some blackberries. Martha makes something called a humble pie. They're li- these little open face hand pies made with fresh fruit. And the beauty of uh, their work is is everything's it's just not so sweet. A lot of times you go to a bakery and it's just sugary sweet. And and you know the stuff we're doing at Loblolly is is what I call just sweet enough. And so. Um, well, yeah, tell us we, about we the wanted name. to do more. Go ahead. I'm I sorry. Says, no, you're fine, Robert. But tell us about the name Loblolly because I think that's a unique and that's going to stick with right. folks, and they're going to want to go for just that. Where'd that come from? Well, I wanted to, something to to be of this place, and um, you know, and I wanted something that spoke of Hattiesburg, and then this area where you know I grew up here it was founded on pine timber, and Loblolly is a is a pine tree. Uh, it's the one that's grown most now for for pine timber. And uh, I've always liked the word, and so that just seemed like a local thing, and and uh, we stuck with it. And at first, it's it's crazy. This I don't know how many I've opened twenty five restaurants over the years, but you know I've I've, I've done I've held, I've dealt with a lot more. And when you first hear a name of a new place, everybody's kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. And that this was maybe the worst. And we're like, you're going to call it what? 
but now once you're open and running, it's like, well, it couldn't be named anything else. You know, it's this is this is obviously what what this should be named. So, but I wanted something really of this region, and, and that's where that came from. So, if we're not from that region, Robert, but maybe we're traveling through, or we have plans of visiting at some point, or just want to come down and have an excuse to get a good croissant. <laughs> to right. me, that's worth the drive to Hattiesburg. Where are you located? Oh, we're at thirty two oh seven Hardy Street. Uh, we're on the corner of Hardy and. Uh, 33rd Avenue, really right off the campus of Southern Mississippi. Um, I grew up in Midtown Hattiesburg, and so I've kind of just planted our flag right here in Midtown, and all our restaurants are really within a quarter quarter mile of each other right here in Midtown. And the, uh, the bakery's in the, in the middle of, of that group. I also saw where y'all have take-home items if folks maybe aren't looking for breakfast, but they're looking for a quick something to grab. What's all you've got to, to snag out real quick? Yeah, so uh, what he does, I was a little skeptical of doing when Donald wanted to do these biscuits. And, and he said, no, nah, man, when I did the farmer's market in, in Greenwood, they they buy me out before I could even get out of the car. And I was thinking, well, you know, this is a little more upscale bakery. We're going to do sausage biscuits, bacon biscuits, and ham biscuits. And they're kind of wrapped, and they're in a warmer, you know, it's kind of grab-and-go situation. I was a little skeptical of it, but I I was, you know, I trust them, so we did it. And they're so good. They're they're actually cheddar chive and roasted garlic uh, biscuits. Yeah. And and they are so good, man. They, they, They go quickly. And and so yeah, it just shows what I know sometimes. What time do y'all wake up? I mean, what time? Not time do you wake up? What time do you open? I'm thinking, what time do I need to wake up to be yeah. there when you open? <laughs> but we, what time we you open? We open at seven, and uh, and and stuff starts flying out the door at that point, and uh, we close at six. So in the afternoon, we've got a coffee program there that is really really top notch, and uh, we make all our syrups from scratch. And uh, we use a locally uh, roasted coffee. And uh, so in the afternoons, there's a lot of coffee, and we have cookies and brownies and uh, cupcakes and all of that kind of thing going on. So. so there's something there for your morning, something there for your afternoon. And when you actually get hungry for a meal, you can find one of Robert's uh, restaurants in between. That's Lob Lolly. Robert, where can we find it online or more information? Yeah, com or just robertstjohn.com, either way. Well, congratulations, and I'm going to hold you to that uh, assorted uh, box the next time you're in, you're in town. Done deal. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Used to spend my 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us. We are on computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV or you can stream us live. You can head on over to supertalk.fm. And if you're running to Lob Lolly for your carb fix, you're not alone. I've been daydreaming about it at least. Rhino, if you had to die by carbs, meaning if you had to pick. Because <laughs> the, that's the so one. you're not saying the bread truck hits me. No. <laughs> that's the one food group that I feel like we all would say if, if for the most part, and maybe not everybody, but if you were like, I just had to eat until I met Jesus. Car- some form of carbs is probably going to be the last thing you want to go out just meeting Jesus eating, right? right? I mean, you can only eat so much steak till it just doesn't taste any good. But the first bite of croissant and the 10th, 100th bite of croissant, they all are buttery <laughs> and delicious. So if you had to, to pick like one to just go on and get it over with, with. It's going to be very specific. Very specific. But it is not just a Hawaiian bread bread bowl, but a Hawaiian bread bread bowl after all of the spinach and artichoke dip is gone from said bread so bowl. So it's the soak it's at the bottom, the yeah. like little soaked up pieces um, That's there. That's the best bread. I don't think I've ever had that specific, but I know <laughs> what you're what you're talking about. Um, it's going to be hard to get away from like a croissant or a chocolate one. Croissant. Croissant. I haven't had very many actual ones in my entire life, and they're usually really big. But the one, like, if they're made right, that 800 buttered cow ain't going to last very long. And a shop that actually makes French uh, level croissants because you need a whole lot of, I don't know, maybe more butter in that piece of bread than there is in any other, any other pastry. I mean, don't, don't hold me to it. I'm not a baker, not an expert in croissant, but. You can't say it wrong. If I'm not, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, it's like equal parts dough and butter and Mm -hmm. just layer after layer after layer and you fold it and add more butter and fold it. It is like the savory version of cotton candy. Oh, yeah. You know, like cotton candy, you take it and it's the sweet, right? And then you put it on your tongue and it just sort of dissipates a deliciously made, at least the inside of the croissant, not necessarily the outside, but the inside you can, and it doesn't, it's not the exact same, but it almost like it melts in your mouth. You don't even have to chew it for it to be. And it's even better if you can shove some good um, chicken salad or something else uh, inside but that would get old but i think I, I think i could lay in a warm you know basket of blankets fresh out of the um dryer and just sit and eat time at jesus hot out of the oven croissants that would be a that would be an easy and wonderful way <laughs> a wonderful way to 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 uh to go out a croissant is based on a flag. Hmm, I don't know. Not sure. But it sounds delicious to me. I don't remember ever learning that in French class. Have you ever done the locks? I didn't ask if they had that, but the bagel that's got the, because you know, up Cream north. cheese and the smoked salmon. We do everything a little sweeter, but yes, they're, they're, they're not really sausage biscuits people up there. They're more of the cream they're cheese. They're missing out. And the um, smoked, the locks for breakfast. And there's big debate, too, on, like, how you cut your bagels. Some, like, slice them to make a sandwich, like, in halves. And then others slice them in half to make, like, C's. Like, like um. That feels almost sacrilegious. 
Oh, you've never seen the the thing that kind of went around and kind of got that someone opened the box and all of their bagels had been cut like that to make like half donuts. I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe it to you. You know, like if you. I get what donuts. you're saying. I'm just. I don't understand why they would do that. I don't know, but they were. It just makes it harder to put anything on it and or hold it. Unless you're going to dip it. Yeah, but who dips a bagel? When's the last time you've had like a blueberry muffin? Uh, blueberry muffin has been a minute, but I am working through a pack of blueberry muffin coffee I got on clearance. I feel like that's a kind of a childhood thing. I feel like there's at some point, like you ate, you ate your weight in blueberry muffins and Especially the little bags of mini muffins. And then it's like you grew out of that. And then you forget how great, like, you know, as your dietitian, though, muffins are really just an excuse to eat cupcakes at breakfast. But still, without the icing. But... There is something about like the fresh blueberry muffins. Like you can't. With, then you have to open it up, and you have to put 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 a little slab of butter in it and let it kind of melt. Yeah. Somebody's eating carbs after this show. I was about to say somebody has a hankering for carbs, and <laughs> me. I think they're sitting across from Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I want a croissant. I want a blueberry muffin. I'll take a... We're torturing Dan in Hattiesburg. He says, I haven't had lunch yet. This is not fair. Hey, you're in Hattiesburg, Dan. You need to head on over to Lob Lolly. Tell him we sent you. Eat one for me, please. Tell me all about it <laughs> tomorrow. All right, stick with us. We got more for you up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all take time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.